Hey, Revelation Wellness friends. Thanks for pressing play on this episode. Today, we're listening to Elisa Keaton, the CEO and founder of Revelation Wellness, as she asks the hard question we're hearing a lot about in media. Can you really quiet food noise without taking a shot or a pill? Elisa gets after the root of craving and a craving brain, and she's walking you through the science of food noise and the cycle of food addiction, and she breaks down in a really understandable way how popular weight loss drugs blunt hunger. But as you'll hear, she sheds light on a different way that isn't about a shot or a pill. It's about the heart. And if you're ready to come train with us to learn how to live a wholehearted life, we're enrolling now for one of our four training tracks. From RevFit, RevX, RevWild, to our brand new Live Well Health Coach Training, we've got a program for every body. Because here at Revelation Wellness, we know it's not about the fitness, it's about the freedom. So swipe up on the show notes for all the details. Okay, let's get to this episode. All right, so before I jump into this topic, it is very important that I set the stage because we are talking about something in light of our faith, which we tend to think is something very spiritual and just kind of floating out there, but in our physicality as well. So at Revelation Wellness, we are very used to the tension of talking about our biology and our physicality as it relates to who we are as souls and spiritual beings. We are spirit, soul, and body. But anytime we talk about the body, we all come with a lot of baggage, (laughs) a lot of ideas, a lot of hopes, a lot of thoughts, and worldviews, cultural views. So I just want to call that out first. Can we all just kind of, you know, just neutralize the acidity of this moment? Because every time we talk about the body or food, things can kind of come to the surface. We're okay with that. Whatever comes to the surface for you during this time, could you maybe just look at it and get curious about why we feel the way we feel or think the way we think and not be afraid of the fact that we are bodies and God called these bodies good. So here at Revelation Wellness, we believe that your body gets to be any shape or size you want it to be as long as you have the heart that God wants you to have. In 1 Samuel 6, verse 17, uh, Samuel is going to anoint a king and he's looking like the world does for a king that would play the part or fit the role. And God says to Samuel in that moment, hey, Samuel, you're getting it wrong. Man looks at outward appearance, but I, God, look at the heart. We are here for your wholehearted life and a wholehearted life requires health. And this is not a let us help you get skinny message. Let us help you whip that body into shape. But this is a message about how can we come alongside you to help you gain good health and a whole life where you can live it freely. Because through our bodies, we are able to display whatever is going on in our hearts. And for some of you, to get to the heart of the matter, we need to get after an over-dependency or focus on food. Our relationship with food is not a brain issue or necessarily a body issue. Those are secondary. It is first and foremost a heart issue. 
Matthew 6, 21, Jesus tells us that whatever you treasure, wherever you treasure, there will your heart be also. And in Proverbs 4, 23, <laughs> keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the spring of life. That word vigilance popped out at me today. Vigilance, you know, like vigilantes. This is like why we have superhero movements. These are, or movies, they're fighting for something. God's saying, guard that thing, fight for that thing because out of it is flowing life. So more than hungry hearts or more than hungry stomachs, we have hungry hearts, friends. Let me say that again. More than a hungry stomach, you have a hungry heart. Emily Dickinson says this, the heart wants what it wants. Isn't that true? <laughs> the heart wants what it wants. And these weight loss pills or shots that people are taking, they are effective because they blunt hunger hormones. They manipulate and change and tinker with hunger hormones like cortisol, leptin, ghrelin, and dopamine. So that's what those do. Let's just kind of put those on the side. They're out there. There is a solution in the world for every pain or ache you have. Someone is inventing something right now. But your heart, that's yours. So let's talk about food noise. Such an interesting term. I've been in this industry for over 30 years. And I recently just heard that term, food noise, because people who have been on some medications to help drop weight have said, oh my gosh, it quiets the food noise. I thought, wow, that is interesting. Tell me more. And I'm coming at you today with research and relationship, talking with people, people who have chosen to go on medication, people who are wrestling with maybe should I go on medication, and I'm doing my research and coming to you in fear and trembling because I want you to hear from God more than from me because God knows you, created you, and he's after your heart. So let's talk about food noise. What is food noise? The definition of this uh, I got from uh, Dr. Carla Lester. She's an obesity physician and pediatrician, which by the way, they are now beginning to test these pills, shots, and drugs for children as young as six years old. It's been approved for 12 years and it's getting as low as six years old. Oh Lord, help us. Okay, here's the definition of food noise. The term refers to constant or intrusive thoughts or preoccupation about food. Whereas hunger would be the physiologic sensation that you need to eat. Food noise and food chatter is more like the craving mind the craving mind. Hunger is a biological response that you need some fuel. You need some energy to do the thing that you're called to do. Hunger is a need, but craving is a want. Craving is not the same as hunger. The craving mind, food noise and craving mind, put them together. When you talk food noise, we're talking craving mind. And what's crazy about cravings, I don't know about you, but when I am craving something, I will seek it out. I can be in my pajamas on a Friday night, just ready to relax, 
And then I get a craving. And it might get so intense to the point that I'm willing to get in my car and drive somewhere to get the thing. I'm seeking it out. So when we're saying craving, what we're really saying is seeking. Food noise is a seeking mind. Now let's talk about noise. <laughs> Food noise. The definition of noise is unclear sound. I, I was going to ask Aaron to even try to find a sound by just <laughs> like static. Noise. Noise. Nothing is really clear. It's just an amalgamation of a bunch of different sounds coming together. And maybe, like I love to go to New York City, and it's a lot of ambient noise, but you know what really will cut through a noise? The sirens. That you will pay attention, and that's the reason. They need to cut through the noise because something is in imminent danger. But all together, it just hits like noise. Let's look at the genesis of noise by going to Genesis. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 to 29, let me read to you. We have no scripture up on the screen today. Just let me read this to you. And I ask this, God, would you please help us to hear words from you like we've never heard them before? Breathe fresh upon your word, God, to get after our hearts in this topic. Genesis 1:27. this is our mandate. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the airs, heavens and every living thing that moves on the earth. That was verse 27 to 28. Here's who you are. Here's what you do. Then verse 29 says this. And God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. Maybe this isn't new to you, but like this just popped out to me and grabbed me the other day. God tells us who we are. He tells us what we are to do. And he says, hey, you're going to subdue and have dominion. Friends, those are war terms. Those are fighting terms. Those are muscle-engaging, blood-breathing terms. Rule over the things that I have created. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. Subdue and have dominion. Okay, that's who you are. And now, right into the next verse, I give you this for food. Our food is for the rule. We have fuel to rule. They go hand in hand. From the beginning, here's who you are. This is what I'm gonna tell you to do, and I'm not gonna make you do this by yourself. I'm gonna be with you, and you're gonna need some biological sustenance. So here's some stuff I've created, because you're gonna need energy, because I've created you as energetic people to go and do and multiply. They're connected. Our ruling and our fueling. Our ruling and our fueling. Who am I? What am I called to do? How will I go about doing it? Whew. That's why it's so ingrained inside of us. And here's the crazy thing. God gives us the mandate to rule. And then he goes, and now here's your fuel. Oh, and by the way, he doesn't tell us this, but he knows in a minute, 
a noisy one is going to come up. He's going to say something that sounds like... It's not very clear. He's going to say words that kind of true, but kind of not. And it all starts with a question. Genesis 3.1. Genesis 3.1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say? You must not eat from any tree in the garden. That was noise, friends. That was noise. That was chatter. It wasn't the mouth of God who gave them the mandate. Rule and reign, and here's your fuel. Go and do that. Have a good time. Enjoy your life. Did God really say? Noise was with us in the beginning. The accuser is the confuser, and noise is his specialty. So when we talk about food, when we talk about noise, do we see how the enemy can use both of those for his domain and his rule? Stress comes whenever we hear noise, whenever we hear words or chatter that is the opposite of who God is and what he has said. Think about that for a second. When Adam and Eve hear these, did God really say Oh, you know, he's holding out on you. You'll be like God lies. He starts with a question, moves to a doubt, goes to a lie every time. Y'all, can we just say the enemy is a one-trick pony? He's not very creative. He's really stupid. I'll say it publicly. He is stupid. (laughs) Why does Forrest Gump come to mind? Stupid is as stupid does. If we participate with stupid, it says what we do. We give him airtime. We give him our attention. And before you know it, we're taken captive in lies. But when Adam and Eve heard that, those words, it can't really say just that question inside of them created stress. Now, stress is not a bad thing. Actually, stress is the very thing we need. That cortisol response is the thing we need to increase and multiply good. That, that makes it possible. Stress is good, but This kind of ongoing stress of, well, maybe did God really say my body's good? What's the world saying? But what about them? And tension all around from without of me creates a stress inside of me. And I wonder why I look for things like relief in food. Eve's chemistry in her body responded as it should in that moment because when we have that stressor, When we hear noise, this is why it's so important you know this. Listen, I know this message isn't for everyone, but if you have looked around in the world and have yet to find what is true and lasting, it's because you were made for the God who created you and he gave you some words. And when you know these words, then you're able to say, that's a lie. That is noise. And I will not give myself to it. And so Eve's chemistry did what it was meant to do. Like, wait, that doesn't feel right. And she felt stress. And where there is stress, we desire relief. 
When Eve ate the fruit, the possibility of being addicted to food became a thing. Then fast forward into our modern society as today, where quickness, convenience, and frankenfoods, known as ultra-processed foods, are a thing. And the odds are stacked against us. The battle is now from without in the environment and from within what my heart wants. Within me, my soul, and my heart, the desires are fractured. And from without, in the environment around me, we live in an environment with a food industry that fills 73% of our supermarket shelves with ultra-processed foods. Foods that have been changed to, to meet that craving, that seeking. Whew. Friends, there's a grace for this. You are here today because there's a grace for this. Stay tuned. Help is on the way. Food addiction is not caused by a lack of willpower, but it is believed to be caused by an overactive dopamine signal that affects the biochemistry of the brain. That is from a trusted source and research that it's not that you lack willpower. There is a broken dopamine loop in your brain because of the stress, the lie, the noise, you've turned to something else for relief. So allow me to show you, show you something called the hedonic treadmill. This shows what happens when we stress and we're seeking, when we hunger and we are seeking something. We have a desire and that creates stress. By the way, that's okay, that's good. Desire, I desire to give you this message today. I'm excited about this message. And I have a little bit of cortisol, actually probably a lot of bit of cortisol rushing through my body right now. And it's helping me to focus and seek out doing this. This is a good stress, but not always because sometimes I desire to have something because I had a hard day and I just want to relieve the stress. So from desire, we relief seek. That's what dopamine does, by the way. Dopamine is this seeking of relief. It isn't in getting what you want. Dopamine is kicking in when you are like, I got to get out of this. I don't like how I feel. Dopamine kicks in then. And then you will find whatever you're seeking to get the relief that you want. And then from the relief, recalibration happens. Recalibration means it sets your new baseline for relief. <laughs> so whatever it is that you had that gave you relief, you'll remember that and go, I should try that again. I should try that again. I should try that again. And friends, because <laughs> this is why it's so important that we are born again into Christ. You got to learn everything all over again. Because once upon a time, maybe it was your parents who did the very best they could to help you relieve yourself and which meant to relieve them of any stress. And so maybe food became that thing. And their mama and their papa taught them that and their mama, mama, papa taught them that. And for some of you, that genetic predisposition for obesity, it's real. But by the way, a genetic predisposition for obesity or food addiction, it is epigenetic, which means you can turn it on or you can turn it off. 
it doesn't mean you're destined. A diagnosis is not a prognosis. Seeking relief will recalibrate us. Whatever gave us the relief, we will do it again and we will do it again. We seek relief at all costs, even if it costs us. And based on what we choose to do, how we relieve ourselves, you guys, we will either reign or regret. Remember, food was there. You have fuel to reign and to rule. This will help you. And it's truly basic fruits and vegetables. You can ask a child this. They pretty much know if they've been watching PBS or educational TV. Fruits and vegetables are going to be better for you. That's going to help you to reign. It's going to help you to grow. It's going to help you to have health. Or other things we choose to do, not all are bad, but too much of a good thing becomes a God thing, and that is idolatry and those things we regret. We get to reign or we regret. Lately, I've been saying this often, overcome or be overcome. Those are your choices. In every decision you make, it's a lot simpler than we make it. And see, that's part of what we live in, a world where there are so many choices. How many channels on television now? Does anyone remember when there were four channels to choose from? <laughs> ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS. That was it. And then cable. And now the choices are endless. And can we all agree? There's almost so many choices. There's no quality anymore. We used to wait for the Sunday night movie of the week. It was a big deal. And that was good stuff. And maybe it was because we were all having a shared collected experience, but it was, it was good or it was bad, but we all were sharing it together. All the options creates the noise. Overcome or be overcome. When it comes to your health, overcome or be overcome. Friends, this is war. I have felt a conviction of the Holy Spirit. Woo, I'm going to cry. Uh, that he's serious about this. This is war. And God hears his people crying out, God, help us. Save us. This is hard, God. It's hard to be a Christian. People are persecuting. It is not popular to love Jesus in this time. And so we cry out and we want to see a move of God in our day. And God wants to move upon his people. But if there is something inside of us that is not set apart and holy, he's coming for it to get to our hearts. It's war. And you have an enemy. And he wants to still kill and destroy he wants to keep you so busy that you don't have time to get after the heart. So, Elisa, is it possible to stop the hedonic treadmill, the craving that continually leads me to regret? That's the question. That's what we're trying to get at today. Is it possible? And I'm here to tell you, friends, I get so excited. It is 100% possible to end food noise naturally. And your choices are limited. 
It's really, talk about cut through the noise. It's really simple. You have two choices. If you can decide this today, we can get to work of healing that broken dopamine loop. And here are your choices. The fork is in the road. You can choose to continue to go the way of the culture and culture will continue to provide for you all kinds of options for relief. <laughs> Isn't it true? All kinds. They don't have it, it's coming for you. You just send in your email. They'll let you know, we'll work on it because they can sell you something and keep something going for the bottom line. Or you go the way of the kingdom. You have two choices. And disclaimer, to go the way of the kingdom <laughs> requires desperation and determination. It, it really does. You, desperation and determination. If you're not desperate enough, you're just gonna you're gonna go for the next thing. That's why I know I know that this message is for everyone, but it, it probably won't be for everyone. Because determination and a confession of desperation, they're not very sexy, not very popular, and you know what else? It takes a lot of time. It's time. This will be a patient thing you will need to do because God is in no rush to fix you. He's not ashamed of you. Remember, he's like, your body, yeah, okay, let's, let's, let me, can, I, can I spend some time with your heart? And again, back to time. I truly believe one of the reasons these, pop, these pills are so popular, we don't take the time to listen to God, to be with God, to slow our life down, to say no to things so that we can say yes to what really matters. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things when only one thing is needed. Desperation and determination are required. I like to say at the intersection of where you have learned enough or tried enough things and have suffered enough, God waits. When you know you have done it and it don't work, it might work for a little bit of time and I'm back again. Desperation. I've learned all the books. I've read the diet books. And by the way, it's coming out again. I too can get sucked into this. So I pray for you. There's always someone teaching you about why you should eat this way and why this way and this way. And you know, we, food science has come a long way since 1970s. But in the end, secondary. God. Fuel to rule. And he wants to be the one that you can seek for the relief you need. The way of the kingdom is one of desperation. Matthew 5, 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is where Jesus' first words about his first big sermon. Jesus comes down. God in the flesh comes down, has his first public sermon, turns the whole law on its head and says these words, blessed are the poor in spirit. 
the, the Jewish people, the religious people of David be like, what in the world? We have done everything to not be poor in spirit. We keep it together. We keep it tidy. We control things. We read, we measure, we do our things. What is going on? He's saying poverty is blessed and the poor get the kingdom. We've been spending hundreds of years trying to get the kingdom here. What is he saying? And God goes, yeah, this is step one. <laughs> You have been robbed of all your willpower. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Desperation. If you haven't suffered enough, if you're not desperate enough, then there will be a pill, there will be a technique, there will be something coming down the line. God isn't looking to be your add-on, your genie in a bottle, or your errand boy. He wants to be king of your heart. And where there is a king, there is a kingdom. Choose culture or the kingdom. And as I said before, this will take time. <laughs> That's why I know, I know. A lot of you will say, I don't have time. I need to just get my A1C levels checked. I got to change these things. I don't have time. Which, by the way, you will never have time. If you don't have time for your health, you will never make time for your health. The whole point of a pill is it's quick. Let's go. So that's something to check your heart and be like, I have, I'm upside down. I'm building my kingdom. And there's a grace for you. This is not a condemnation message. This is a, a convicting one to say, come home and learn the ways of the kingdom. This will take time, but good news. You have the fruit of the Spirit. So you have love, you have joy, you have peace, you have, oh, patience. Not my strong, not my strong suit. Not my strong suit. I, I, I see it, let's do it. Why are we waiting to, it's taking so long? I would, I don't know. Does anyone put in the chat if that is a gift? Do you have a gift of patience? I don't know. I'm like, are you really patient or are you just like unplugged, <laughs> disconnected? But the Holy Spirit gives us patience. Why? So we can be faithful. Because we are going to need self-control. Here's the science that's in about healing a broken dopamine loop. On average, it takes about three to six months to heal a craving mind. Three to six months. That means... I've got to break up with old patterns of seeking relief and I've got to establish some new ones. It's going to take some time. So friends, if it's going to take some time, a time of recovery is needed. If you want to quiet food noise and do this naturally, your choice, culture, kingdom, you choose. But if you're going to choose the kingdom, a time of recovery is needed. It's a time now to get into recovery. Think about this. Recovery. When you go into recovery, it's like going into rehab. When someone knows I am addicted to something, I continue to do this loop. And by the way, this is where food is so dangerous. It actually changes your molecular structure. When you take that good thing and use it over abundantly, it backfires and it downregulates your health. 
that we can heal from that. But in order to heal, you have to change your external environment and your internal environment. This is a quote from Healthline. It says this, food addiction involves the same areas of the brain as drug addiction. The same neurotransmitters are involved and many of the symptoms are identical. This is why, does anyone here know of an alcoholic who is no longer an alcoholic? Any addict who has recovered? Y'all know someone. So of course it is possible because God has set our bodies for homeostasis. They will constantly fight to get you back to good. Evidence that God is creator of this thing and he's a good God. Your body's constantly fighting, but you will need a time of recovery. So how do you quiet the food noise? Get into recovery. Rehab is needed. It's time. To go into rehab, it means you pack your bag, you leave your familiar and you go someplace different and you're surrounded in an environment of people that are for you, not judging you, loving you, going, yeah, we get it too. We've done that too. It's a relationship where you don't feel like you're the only one. That's what shame does. And there is no shame in God's love. And when we change our environment, we get into a place where we can start to unpack our hearts. Whew. Change the outside environment so we can strengthen the inside of our heart. So I'm going to get practical now. The things that you will want to do to naturally let your body do its thing and you can heal food noise. We have people that have done it. This is not just me thinking with God going, I think it's possible. No, this is possible to do it without this cultural intervention. Let's talk about the internal environment, our hearts. First things first, repent. The repentant heart. Second Chronicles 7, 14 says, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Y'all, your land isn't just what's out in your front yard. It's right here. This is your land. You have jurisdiction. You have the deed on this thing. It was bought with a price. It's not your own, belongs to God. But he goes, it's yours. Steward it, take care of it. This is your land. And when you are crying out, God, I am not healthy, I am not well, something needs to change. 70% of all global illness and disease are non-communicable, meaning it's lifestyle. I'm just choosing it. And right now, 60% of Americans have a chronic illness and disease non-communicable. It's something that we're choosing and we feel helpless so we can repent and get honest about, I don't have time for you, God. I don't have time for this. My life is too crazy. My life is too busy or whatever it is. I don't know. Only you would know to sit and let God talk to you about your heart. And when we repent, I love this, that repenting means to have a new purpose, right? No longer culture, kingdom. Those are your choices. 
And, and P.S., by the way, it's possible at the end of your life that Christ goes, I never knew you. Because you were so caught up in the culture and just slapping Jesus on top. He means this. He wants to come and table with you and eat with you and walk and move with you throughout the day and do crazy things where you say things and pray for people and bring hope into hopeless environments. You are Christ's body. The culture's way are not going to help you get to the ways of the kingdom. And when we go the way of the kingdom, it's not only a new purpose that you're saying, my new purpose is I'm a citizen of heaven here to bring Christ hope and love and truth. Stand for something. Be willing to die for something. And you will die. And P.S., everyone's going to die. What are you living for? So when you have a new purpose, not only do you have a new purpose in repentance, you also get new identity. And identity is huge for breaking up with food addiction, with any kind of addicted mind. So you're not saying, oh, I'm trying to quit. You're actually saying, I don't eat food that can hurt me. I, I don't abuse food. I don't, I don't, I am a child of God or I am an ambassador on mission. I have been called to reign and rule. I am the head and not the tail. Identity with repentance is power on the inside for your heart. Second thing internally to do, not just repent. You got to get to the ways of the kingdom, repent and go that way. Second, reconstruct. We need reconstructive heart surgery. <laughs> you know, people are busy like reconstructing their faces and like doing all these things to try and like keep themselves young, like reconstruction. We need heart reconstruction. We've got to be willing to do the deeper, messier work. And that takes time. Again, he's in no rush. He wants to be with you. He's not ashamed of you. Be with him. And even as the noise of the world gets louder, because it's, it will, as you choose to go the way of the kingdom, let me just spoiler alert, it's going to get noisy. You have an enemy that wants you back on the quick fix. Get back on the busy train. But as you decide to go that way, it takes time and it's messy work and it's beautiful work. And you will begin to lose the weight that can't be measured in pounds. Then it works itself out through your body. Because God's looking at the heart. Jeremiah 17, 9 says this, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I'll tell you who can understand it. God. The only one. You can't understand it. All I can do is kind of run a diagnostic on it. Like, I'm not great right? Like I take my car in, there's something wrong. It's lighting up. Something's wrong with my car. I can't fix it. A professional does. You do not have the professional credentials to fix your own heart. A good surgeon is required. Tender hands, patient, kind, and clear that he wants you healthy and well so you can stand. Hmm. 
internal environment, you're going to need to repent and reconstruct. On your external environment, that means what's going on around you, you're going to need to relocate. Now, I'm not talking about moving out of your house. But to relocate is literally, you're going to put some distance between you and the thing that you used to use or go to or do. This is why addicts of alcoholics don't go into bars. They keep distance between those places. Relocating, distancing yourself. In in John 5, John chapter 5, Jesus comes to a man on a mat, 38 years old, at the pool of Bethesda, and he's waiting for the pools to stir up so he can maybe be the one to get in the pool and get healthy and get well. And Jesus looks at him and says, do you want to get well? And he doesn't even answer it. He just comes up with reasons why he can't get well. And then Jesus finally just looks at him and says, get up, walk, take up your mat. Get up. Take up your mat and walk. That take up your mat and walk, (laughs) like why, why, what about the mat? What Jesus is saying, leave nothing to return to. No evidence that you were once a paralytic. Get it out of here. Take up your mat, walk, leave nothing to return to. I want to show you an example. I was studying for this and preparing, praying for this, for you guys, for us. And I got really sick. Like I have not, I don't usually get sick, but I got slammed with a sickness that, woof, it just didn't get better and better. Usually a couple days I'm better. It just got worse and worse and worse. And so this, friends, a picture of my sick bed. This is me in bed, did not get out of that bed other than to go to the bathroom, maybe get some food, get right back in that bed. And look, you see all, look at all my comforts, all my, I got every form of computer you can think of, iPad, laptop, phone, water bottle, my robe over on the, on the nightstand is my day quill, night quill. But I mean, it was just disgusting. And my husband came home from work and he's like, Wow. This is another level. I am so sick. And that was my sick bed. And can I also tell you something about this moment? God was doing some work on my heart. In that bed was some messy work because I was stressed out. And the reason I'd been so stressed, because I was stressed, my body became low and my immune system was low. And there were things that he was working out in my heart I felt, de- I felt rejected by him. I felt, where are you? Why is it so hard? I was wrestling some stuff out with him because we all know when we're sick, man, we can really go down some thinking tubes that are not great. But I was doing the heart work. Reconstruction was happening in that bed. It was a, I would rather not, but I am here. But eventually, next slide. Enough was enough. (laughs) About day six or seven, I was like, I got to get out of this bed. I had to get out. And I got And I made myself clean the bed, clean up the room, leave no evidence of anything that I can return to. You are better, Elisa. Get up. Because I was starting to become a victim to the sickness. This is just never going to get better. Hmm. Relocate. Leave nothing to return to. 
Some of you need to relocate, get distance from some of the things that you go to for relief. It is your spiritual act of worship. I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. And then finally, you're going to need to relate. All healing requires relationship. Repent, reconstruct, relocate, and relate. Think about it. These things happen in any type of a rehabilitation environment where you're sick and you have to get well. You got to make up your mind to get well. You have to be willing to do the hard work. You have to be willing to get some distance between yourself and the bed or yourself in the pantry, whatever it is that you turn to and go back to do. Mm. And then you've got to need other people. You're going to need other people in order to heal because healing requires relationship. Let me show you a final slide that kind of sums up how to quiet food noise. Take a picture, take a screenshot. This is what you need. Make up your mind to repent. Let the Lord do the heart reconstructive surgery. It'll take some time. Relocate. Get some distance. A new environment around you. Get rid of the trace, the evidence of an old lifestyle. Put up new prompts and reminders of who you are in a new lifestyle. And then be in relationship with others. You cannot do it alone. Now, I say those concepts, you're like, great. Now what? Guess what? You got to go train that. You got to go practice that. And you got to get yourself into a mindset and an environment where that can happen. So this is the portion of the webinar where I invite you to engage with us at any level that you can. We have a membership program. You can go learn about that where we are continually saying, we're going the way of the kingdom. It's a king and his kingdom. We're doing that. Bring your body, bring your mind, bring your soul, bring that stuff. Let's go. We're going this way. And we love culture. We're not saying it's terrible, it's ugly. No, we are here to be in the kingdom so we can be an ambassador to the culture. So come train with us. You're going to need to do that. And at the highest level, and this is for most of you here today, because you've been following for some time now, you are ready to get into discipleship, intense rehabilitation training. And that is what we do in our training programs. Any of our training programs. We have four different tracks. But before I get to what those look like, let me explain some of the testimonies that we've received. So let's see. We've got a testimony here from Amy Martins. She says this, how many years have I spent in the gym trying to fix my legs? How many supplements and programs have I completed to get healthy? How many books have I read trying to know enough to not struggle in this body any longer? As part of RevX Platoon 31, which is our next class of training, or 32 is signing up now, 
But in her last class, she was set free from the constant cycle of chasing these moving, empty targets. During virtual retreat, the Lord broke 30 plus years of strongholds and lies and set me free so I could help him set other captives free. This is huge, guys. If I had signed up for the RWIT the first time it stirred in me, I would have saved thousands on doctors, naturopaths, chiropractors, supplements, and books. The way of the world. God is redeeming all the years I spent focused on me and hasn't shamed me once. He has set my feet on solid ground and is leading every step as I lean into him. No turning back. No turning back. Thank you, Amy. This is Pamela. She said, God used and continues to use Rev in my life. He used Rev to peel off the layers of years of trauma and circumstances and to heal me and set me free. I love this ministry so much. I encourage everyone to go through one of the trainings. You truly will never be the same. I do not know if I will ever teach a class, but I needed this training to learn how to love my family and others around me well. So thankful for the freedom we have in Christ and the love we have in this community. Thank you, Pamela, Platoon 24. And this is Sharon from Platoon 28. She says, I started working in fitness my senior year in high school. I was influenced by all the bodybuilding influencers. Revelation Wellness Training brought with what God was instilling in me full circle. Training is no longer about vanity. It's about living and seeking God's will and worshiping him in every workout, in every meal, and every day of rest. Yes, it's learning to love the good body that God has given me and hopefully instilling in others that their body is good. And we get to worship our creator with every part of us, spirit, mind, and body. Love it. And Kay from Platoon 26 said this, I came kicking and screaming. I didn't want to do this RevFit instructor training. Why? Because I was looking at the world's version and listening to its loud commentary that told me I was too old, too health, too unhealthy, too fat, too blah, blah, blah. So many lies. But I did it. Crying the whole way through. Asking God, remember, heart work, messy work. Asking God if he was certain because according to the world, I was getting it all wrong. Wow, did training derail that? I am made for this. Back then, right now, just as I am. I learned that this is a good body made and designed by a good creator who wants my ability to bring kingdom impact to my people. The, one, the ones who maybe are still, quote, getting it wrong by the world's standards. Galatians 5 tells us it was for freedom Christ came to set us free. Training helped me focus on my freedom according to the word, not my failures according to the world. And then we have Michelle, squad four. This is our outdoor leadership track of training. She said, the most unexpected thing I experienced through RevWild training was the change in myself. I have been in counseling for years and this helped expedite my recovery. I feel free and it isn't a fleeting free. It is a real freedom. Thank you, Michelle. We have four tracks of training. One specifically is new to us this year. It's called Live Well Training. It is for health coaching. If you want to learn to be a health coach with a godly approach, you can come on the maiden voyage with me. I will be teaching that track for Live Well Training. This one feels like... 
It is the core of everything we've been getting to after 14 years. We also have RevFit and RevX, group fitness, metabolic training, as well as outdoor leadership, basically. The question is, is this training for me? My, my question to you is, do you have a body? Do you want it to move and have a glory unto God, to live for something more? Any one of our trainings is for you. We're going to show you a video that's going to give you uh, more color around what coming through any one of our training tracks will do. Let's roll that tape. What would it look like to stand in the eye of the storm and not be moved? To show up to your life without shame. What would it look like to live in the wholeness Christ came to give? Here's a secret. Wholeness requires our whole mess. Wholeness is a whole body thing. You've been speaking and we've been listening. You want freedom for your body and wholeness in your mind, whether you go to the gym or not. Freedom is available right here, right now, in the home of your good body. You were born to thrive in the face of adversity, not just survive. But how do you find this freedom if no one ever showed you how? Or if your body never felt like a safe place to be? Our bodies are how heaven gets seen. How are you doing with making heaven seen? You are qualified exactly as you are. To learn, to grow, to remain whole and become who God made you to be, regardless of your past, your pant size, or your physical ability. The air in your lungs and the name of Jesus on your tongue are your starting tools for living whole and free. It's time to learn how to use our God-given tools. Living well is not a green juice, vitamin taking, get good sleep for your body thing. It's a Jesus thing. You learning to walk and talk with God, stand on His truth in the middle of a storm, walk on waters and through fires and do miraculous, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that, said that kind of things, is Jesus' reward for His suffering. You living well in a messy world is the reward for His suffering. God's enemy wants to convince you that you're broken and that God is not good. He is a liar. He runs his mouth endlessly to keep you from living free. It's time to access your inheritance of hosting heaven in your body home, even when facing adversity. In this world, we will have trouble, but we can take heart. Jesus has overcome the world and taking heart is not as complicated as you might think. Living well is your right and is accessible to every son or daughter of the King. If in the mirror you never see what the world has told you you should look like or be, would gaining your freedom be worth it to give it away to your sons, daughters, loved ones, and community? Come learn how to get free. Stay free and set others free. Are you ready to learn how to live whole in a messy world? If the answer is yes, training is for you. Download a packet today. There we go. Those are our four tracks of training. Rev Fitness, Rev X, Rev Wild, and brand new to the lineup is our Live Well Health Coaching. Yeah, 
That's amazing. I was watching that video again and I thought to myself, oh, wow, I didn't know that would be there. But that like the noise that was kind of coming in and out of the video, the cutting through the noise, getting clear who we are and what we've been called to do and being free to do that, free from obsessing or neglecting our body or food. So you are welcome to come with us. We have, again, put up that slide of the four tracks, a little bit of detail there. You can take pictures of this if you want to learn more um, right off the bat. But Revelation Fitness is more of a uh, just general group fitness training. Bodies need to be moving, y'all. And by the way, I know everyone went online, but they're now research is showing people want to get back in person. They want to be with people face to face, not just staring at a screen. RevX is our metabolic instructor training. Rev Wild, outdoor leadership, and then Live Well, brand new to the lineup. Health coaching will be starting in this track. Uh, if you saw in the testimonials, again, Platoon 32, Platoon, we're rolling now for Platoon 32, 28, all the different platoons. You heard me say it in this teaching. This is war. This is war. We are training for our life to get our sound mind, our body, our thoughts, our souls, our wills, our emotions in line with what the kingdom wants to do. It's not going to come easy. You're going to fight for it and you're going to need a platoon of others to be in it with you. So that's what's so fantastic now is we're enrolling platoon 32. There are some of you right now, you know you're called. You've been thinking about it or you just found out about it and your heart is pitter-pattering because you need to relocate. You need to repent. You need to reconstruct. You need relationship with other people. So right now, if you sign up for early bird or you sign up for training, you will get an early bird pricing. We extended it. Uh, you're welcome because I got sick. So <laughs> February 24th, the early bird pricing ends, but right now you can save up to $250. The registration deadline is March 1st. The training begins March 5th. So come join us to get free, stay free, and set others free. That's a slogan we have and say. That's what we're here to do. And you're going to need a community of people to do that. You need to be able to see others who see Christ. So for more information, download a packet. All right, friends. Hey friends, we are betting you had an aha moment or two today. And if you did, would you share it with us? We would love to know how this message impacted you. You can leave us a SpeakPipe audio message by clicking on the link in the show notes and tell us what you thought about food noise. We love hearing from you and listen to each and every message. You'll also find the link to more about enrolling in one of our four training tracks. The early bird pricing deadline ends February 24th, so get started today. Thanks again for being here, and donors, thanks for making episodes like this possible. We'll be back on Monday with a brand new Revving the Word to help you kick your week off right. We'll see you then.